Hey, what is going on guys? DK, back at you with another video here to bring the eight game NBA main slate on Friday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. Hope you guys enjoyed that Thursday night game. Just got done watching that and that was uh, the best uh, showdown game we've had in a long, long time. Really enjoyed that one of the Chargers and the Chiefs. Um, if you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, also upload on Apple Podcasts. I'll have a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you're interested in signing for premium content, offer two different packages on Patreon.com. More info down below. The sponsor of this video is Prize Picks. Prize Picks. If this is your first time watching my videos uh, and you're not familiar with Prize Picks, it's a player prop site where you can pick uh, two to five players and win up to ten extra money. Now, there's a couple different ways you can play. Uh, the NBA board is not up yet, but um, you can either take over under on fantasy points or over under on like straight up points, rebounds, three pointers made, uh, stuff like that. You can mix and match sports as well. So you can take a couple from NBA, a couple from NFL. Again, they have college sports, they have esports, they have golf, MMA. So if you guys want to try out prize picks, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word. You get 100% match up to $100. So basically, you deposit using my code, you get a free $100 to play with on this site. And finally, as always, I want to thank you guys for your continued support. Come in and checking out the videos as well as the live streams. Just make sure to hit the like button if you enjoy, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Okay, so before we get into players and the prices for this eight-game slate, let's look back and line up here from tonight. <laughs> And the cherry on top, I was all over Daniel Tice all day long, was hammering home how the field was overlooking Daniel Tice and how good of a play he was, and pivoted to Brad Wanamaker once we got the news. So that was just, you know, the cherry on top for me. Um, but all right, let's take a look at uh, some ownership here in the Hall of Famer. And low scoring night because a lot of the chalk busted. Derek Rose, 61%, again, injured. This is, again, $2,000 entry Hall of Famer. Um, awesome. not trying to call you out, but yeah, 178, uh, fantasy points scored in this lineup again, because a lot of the chalk busted Sengen 70%. Now he was someone I was concerned about. I talked about this in the video as well as live stream. Um, Tice played 14 first half minutes in the last game. So, and Sengen smashed a lot of that was a garbage time. So I was a little bit worried. Uh, about uh, Sengen, and he was a huge, huge letdown. And Tice absolutely smashed. Um, we had some Discord members, pretty big nights. So I, uh, again, I had actually both. Uh, I pivoted from Tice to uh, Wanamaker once we got the news and stuck with Sengen, even though I didn't have a great feeling about it. So um, still kind of mad at myself for that one. But what was some other ownership here? David Duke, 70% owned, bust. Um, let's see. What else? Claxton was good for value. Um, KD was good at his price point, obviously. Wanamaker, 84% owned. Was all right, I guess. Shake Milton got in some foul trouble. He's about 50%. But yeah, the winning lineup was Wanamaker, Lavert, who was, was pretty popular. I'm a little bit annoyed about that. Um, I think he kind of got bailed out. He had a really good shooting game. Plus, he had random Sabonis foul trouble. So, Sure, Brodney being out definitely helped Levert, but he's already priced way up. I don't think he should have been that high owned. Uh, but then you have random Sabonis foul trouble, so Levert just does everything for uh, the game. So that was, I was a little bit tilted about that, not going to lie. Oh, 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 you, you guys see this? You guys see this? Did I not say this? Did, it, did I not say that would happen? 
It's a lock. I'm telling you guys, it is a lock this year. Whenever someone is a massive letdown for me at the last slate, they are going off. Happened with Chris Paul a couple slates ago. Had a chance to win a tournament. Next night, 60 bomb. Sadiq Bey, uh, two slates ago, had him as a core play. Nine fancy points. Tonight, a literal 50 bomb. A 50 bomb. And yeah, Tice 44, fancy points. Um, again, he was someone I was all over all day. Um, we did have a uh, Patreon member stick with him and, and crush. So that was really good to see. Uh, so congrats to all the big winners tonight. But um, yeah, that is it for the look back, guys. All right, so let's talk about this eight-game slate. And we'll start off on the Miami side. So Miami, no Jimmy, no Bam Mabayo. All right, are you guys ready for this? Are you ready? Because I had Lowry as uh, a core option last slate and i'm sure you saw what he did so get your pen and paper out lock in kyle lowry best game of the season tomorrow lock it in tyler hero have to keep an eye on this news he's currently questionable if he misses it's going to open up more value it's going to make the, the, the value look better. And guys like Vincent, Duncan Robinson went for a 40-bomb last game. P.J. Tucker is just the best player uh, you know, ever to play. Max Struss, should get more, Max Struss should get more Mets as well. So that's really big news. And if Lowry is out, um, you would think Lowry has to do more. But no, he just sat back and watched Gabe, Vincent, Duncan Robinson, and P.J. Tucker run this offense. So, um yeah, but again, if Hero is in and there's no limitations, I think he's a pretty decent play there in the mid-range. So that's the big piece of news that will open up more Miami value and uh, should should uh, make Kyle Lowry have to do more on offense. Um, so kind of throwing the last game out the window. Again, lock in Lowry for like 60 fancy points tomorrow. All right, moving on to Orlando. So Orlando's a team, a lot of question marks here. One of the big ones is Cole Anthony. He's been the best player so far this year. A couple uh, back-to-back games he's been struggling a bit. And now he's his status up in the air. We also have Mo Bamba questionable. So that's pretty significant. And Gary Harris was a late scratch last game. So Orlando can be pretty thin. Um, if Cole Anthony's out, my assumption is that probably RJ Hampton starts. If he does, he would make a really good value play. Um, last game, they started Carter at the five. So if Bamba's out, Carter would get a boost there. Um, Terrence Ross has already been playing pretty big minutes. So he's playing low 30s minutes. Um, and he's really starting to turn out of late. Last game, he went off almost at a triple-double, which is really rare for Terrence Ross, a guy that's pretty score-independent. But if Cole Anthony's not there, like he's going to have to do a lot offensively, so he would like make for pretty good value play. Chumo Okiki was the chalk last night. He was fine. Um, but he probably has to play 30-plus minutes um, if those three questionable guys are out. Uh, Mo Wagner played pretty well off the bench last game. Um, I guess you could use him as a contrarian value play. But, yeah, really, we had to just keep an eye on those three pieces of news. If they're all out, Orlando's going to be pretty thin. Golden State-Boston. So, Golden State, pretty healthy. Um, and not a ton that stands out to me. Steph Curry, I mean, you can always go to him as a contrarian option. Because he hasn't hit value in, like, When's the last time Steph Curry hit value? Here, 62 fancy points against the Clippers. So, like, three weeks ago. Um, ownership will be low, but hard to feel confident with him right now. 
Draymond Green, Wiggins, the price points have come down a little bit on them. I think they're both safe options. Uh, Jordan Poole is the guy that I like for upside here. Uh, the minutes have been pretty high in him, like low to mid-30s, and he's only 5.7K, so I think he makes for a pretty decent play there in the mid-range. Value, with all the other value in the slate, I don't think we have to consider these guys. If I had to play one, it would be Kevon Looney, who has played uh, mid-20s minutes now the last three games. All right, on the Boston side, so they're also basically fully healthy, so not a ton that really stands out. Um, I think Jason Tatum at 9K is playable. He had a really nice game there last game against the Bucks. Um, even with Jalen Brown back, I think he's playable. But, like, there's just not much that stands out. Horford, Schroeder, Smart. Williams is sub 5K, but his mitts are down. Boston as a team just doesn't look super appealing in a tough spot here against Golden State. Now, on the Denver side, I mean, he's just incredible. Nikola Jokic is just absolutely insane. Uh, was probably at pace like 70 fancy points in that game blew out. Um, he's a scary fade. Yeah, even at 12K, he is, I'm going to say he's just a scary fade. If the game stays competitive, um, Jokic is just on another level right now. So I'm not going to spend a ton of time here. I think Jokic is a great, great spend up. The secondary options, Barton Gordon, do not stand out for me. Uh, I think the secondary option would that would be my favorite would be Monte Morris who's been consistently getting like mid twenties, uh, minute or mid twenties, fancy points, every single game, a fair play. And then, uh, Composo has been the Valley guy I've been looking to, and I'll continue to mention him. He's been playing 25 to 30 minutes. He's a guy that, you know, can stuff the stat sheet eight, five, and eight assists now last year game. So Composo is the guy I look to for value. The only issue is he's only point guard eligible on the Atlanta side, just GBP options with Trey Young, Capella Collins, all have a low floor, all the high ceiling, um, so those three viable for tournaments. Herder seems priced about right. Same with Gallinari. I think Reddish is my favorite play in the Hawks. 28 and 26 minutes now last couple of games. Uh, definitely a in play for value, but there might be better value on the slate with some other teams being pretty shorthanded. Moving on to the Bucks and the Pelicans. So this is a team that's going to be pretty shorthanded. No Giannis, no Bobby Portis, no Lopez, no DiVincenzo. Thanasis, I believe, doubtful. Um, and we do have Chris Middleton most likely coming back. So, start with Drew Holiday at 7.9K. I think makes for a very, very safe play. He's going to be pretty chalky in the slate, but it's for good reason. Um, him and Middleton should dominate the usage. Middleton is sub-7K. As long as there's no limitations, he looks phenomenal. So, those two look really, really good. Connaughton doesn't really stand out to me at that price point. Yeah, he'll play big minutes, but, like, I'm not going to, you know, prioritize Pat Connaughton over, like, Middleton and Drew Holiday. Um, value options here for Milwaukee. So Grayson Allen should play about 30 minutes. Um, he'll probably get more shot times up like he did last game, but he's got to hit his shots to get value, right? He's pretty score independent as a player. Uh, Jordan Nwora started last game. He played 27 minutes. I think he's uh, a decent value play. A guy that does have some upside. Also has a relatively low floor though. Um, uh, but where it gets interesting here is the bigs, right? The Pelicans are a big team. They're going to have either Jonas Valanciunas or Hernan Gomez out there at all times. Well, take a look at this. Again, no Giannis, no Portis, no Brooke Lopez. You guys ready for the boogeyman? Boogie Cousins at 3.1K. Um, it's either going to be him or Sandro M that starts. Um, either way, I think both these guys are have to get a lot of minutes. Both are, are good point per minute guys, especially Boogie Cousins. So I think those two look really, really good for value. And Boogie and Sandro probably would prefer whoever starts. But yeah, the, the, the Bucks are thin, so... Um, I think those guys have to get some run. Like Rodney Hood probably gets some decent minutes as well, but I don't know if he's someone I'm going to prioritize in the slate. George Hill should get minutes too. Again, 
I don't really know if they have upside. You really want to go for the guys that have a lot of upside for value on the slate with there being so many options. So um, I think, you know, obviously considering the top guys and then those bigs for the Bucks on the Pelicans side. So I think some survival tournament plays. Jonas Valanciunas at 8.2K. 32-34 minutes last couple games. Um, if he's going to play low to mid-30s minutes against the front court of Boogie Cousins and Sandro, like he should be able to feast. So I think he flies under the radar in the slate, but I'm pretty high in JV. Um, Ingram is a fine contrarian spot-up as well. And then Josh Hart I like in the mid-range too. He's consistently playing mid-30s minutes. Now, what I know is going to happen here is if I finally buy into Josh Hart, he's going to go back to, uh, what do you have? Seven points and two boards when I played him. Every other game, just give him double-digit rebounds. Give him nine, ten assists. Give him a few steals and a few blocks. I play Josh Hart, seven points and two boards. Um, nothing really else here I'm looking to on the Pelican side, though. Spurs and Jazz, pretty unappealing game on both sides, to be honest. On the Spurs side, tough matchup. Nothing stands out to me. Um, if you want to take a dart on either guard, you can. Uh, Pirtle, I don't really want to go to him against Gobert. The value, I'm just not dealing with that headache of getting popped on an eight-game slate with so many other teams being shorthanded. On the Utah Jazz side, I think Mitchell feels a little bit underpriced at 8.4K. He's a guy that has 50-plus fancy point upside, so Mitchell probably be my favorite option. Gobert, playable, but I prefer other options. Just a boring, boring team when they're healthy. White side, I'll continue to mention both all the value on the slate. I don't think it's going to be necessary. Uh, last couple games were blowouts where he's played 20 and 21 minutes, and he's going to be productive when he's on the court. All right, Memphis and Sacramento. So on the Memphis side, you know the drill, Jaron Jackson Jr. The upside has been, uh, you know, way up with John Morant out of this lineup, but he still has this floor, right? If he gets in foul trouble like he did last game, he's going to kill you. So you just you cannot play him in a cash game setting because he's in foul trouble like 50% of the time. So always just a tournament play. Bain's been pretty consistent. He's consistently getting low 30s minutes. I think he's a pretty safe play in the mid-range. Now, Brooks had a nice game last game. Did kind of have an outlier. Seven boards, six assists. Wouldn't expect that again. But uh, with Dylan Brooks is what you're going to get is probably close to 20 shot attempts. So always a good tournament play. Tyus Jones, probably your safest bet. He had a bad game last game. But he's a guy that's going to handle the ball a decent amount. Um, and then Adams probably gets 25 to 30 minutes, but at almost 5K. Don't know if I'm going to. Don't know if I want to go there. Plus, there's always the chance that maybe they close with Xavier Tillman, who on a regular slate, I would say, is a decent contrarian value play. But with there being so many good value options, I don't know if it's necessary. On the Sacramento Kings side, here's another team that could be extremely shorthanded. So, Deer and Fox out. Rashawn Holmes, or they're both. They're both doubtful, so they're not going to play most likely. Tyrese Halliburton questionable. Alex Len doubtful. Met too questionable. Bagley out. Terrence Davis out. <laughs> oh boy, this could, uh, could get ugly. So, if everyone that is questionable is out, like I wonder how many active players they're going to have. So, their starting lineup would probably be Thompson at the five, Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, Davion Mitchell, and Mo Harkless, probably. Would be their starting five. Damian Jones off the bench. I would may, like maybe Jemias Ramsey and Woodard get dusted off. Like I think they would be active. So the Kings might be super shorthanded if all those questionable players are out. Um, 
Now, if Halliburton plays, I like him, right? Because with Fox doubtful, he's going to have to do more on the offensive end. He's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. So if Halliburton ends up playing, I like him. Um, and then if Metu ends up playing, I think he's a good value too, just because I'm probably going to have to play some pretty big minutes here. Now, the other uh, healthy options. So Davion Mitchell started last game. He's going to start again, most likely, played 29 minutes. I think he makes for a really good value play. It's also nice that he has shooting guard eligibility. Um, Harrison Barnes has been pretty disappointing of late, but he's probably going to have to play big minutes here. I think he's a good play in the mid-range. Buddy Heald, hate playing this guy, but he's probably going to shoot 15-plus times. I think he makes for a good option. So, uh, And then with Len and Holmes not expected to play, I would think Tristan Thompson starts at the five. If he does, I think we probably get at least 20 minutes. So um, I like Thompson for value. Damian Jones, he'd use as a pivot, should play the backup five. But yeah, a lot to like here in Sacramento. We'll have to keep an eye on the news. The tricky part here is this is a 10 o'clock game. So we might not get some of this news until later. All right, a couple games last. So Lakers and Timberwolves. Uh, Lakers, another relatively shorthanded team. Um, Westbrook out, THT out, Dwight out, Avery Bradley out, none out. LeBron, 80, both probable. So I like the price points on both these Lakers studs. 10-4 for LeBron without Westbrook looks really good. And 9.4K for Anthony Davis looks really good as well. So the two main stars here for the Lakers, I like the price points a good amount here against the Timberwolves. The value here for the Lakers, some viable tournament options. Malik Monk is back. I would think he plays mid-20s minutes. Carmelo, probably your safest bet, should play mid-20s minutes and is pretty cheap. You know, Ellington is scoring dependent, um, but you can always use him. Um, you know, he's he played 38 minutes last game. You can say pretty much the same thing about Austin Reeves. Pretty scoring dependent, but he should get big minutes. So those two for sure in play for value. The only downside is they still have a low floor if they're not hitting their shots. Um, like the Lakers might have to dust off like Bazemore or Rondo for this one. I would think DeAndre Jordan has to get some minutes here against Carl Anthony Towns, unless the Lakers just want to stick with AD at the five. We'll see how they play it. Um, if DeAndre Jordan starts, I think he's in play for value. If he doesn't start, I'm probably not going to go there. On the Minnesota side, so a team that is basically 100% healthy, which is really rare. Cat, um, Edwards, D'Lo all play for tournaments for me, but no must plays. The guy that probably looks the best for me is D'Angelo Russell. It's a revenge game narrative. He's playing big minutes. He's stuffed in the stat sheet. So D'Lo, probably my favorite option here on the Timberwolves. Um, and then Pat Beverly is a fair value play. He's been uh, playing you know, close to 30 minutes, a guy that a good defender can stuff a stat sheet. So I think he is in play for value. And finally, Charlotte and Portland. So the big news is LaMelo Ball, currently questionable. Again, he's been trying to get his conditioning up from being out from COVID. So if LaMelo Ball is in, then there's not much I'm really looking to on the Charlotte side. If LaMelo Ball is out, then the group of Bridges, Oubre, Hayward, Rogier, Martin, Washington all look like decent GBP plays. There wouldn't be one that stands out to me. Hayward had a really big game last game, um, but he also shot 15 of 19. Like, that's not going to happen again, most likely. So, you know, that grouping of guys would all be in play for tournaments. Again, if LaMelo Ball is in, I'm probably just going to stay away. I'll mention Plumlee. It's a revenge game narrative for him. He did come back and play 23 minutes. I think we get low 20s minutes from him. But I don't know if it's going to be necessary on this slate. And finally, the Portland Trailblazers. There's another team I kind of like for tournaments here. Damian Lillard with all, you know, uh, you know, the value on the slate with some other stars going to get more ownership. I think he's just going to fly under the radar. Uh, but he's playing massive minutes, guys. Like He's going to play about 40 minutes in this matchup here against Charlotte. Um, 31 and 21 shot attempts last couple games without CJ. So I'm pretty high on Dame for a GBP play. I don't think he's going to be super popular. 
Another guy, you guys know I like him. Uh, basically, every single slate, you saw Nurkic, and he's finally getting the minutes. 39 minutes last game. Yes, it went to overtime. 34 in regulation. 31 against Memphis in a back-to-back. And, and he got in massive foul trouble. He lost six minutes in the uh, first half. So he was on pace for 37 minutes if he did not get into foul trouble. So um, I think Nurkish, like Dame, a pretty good tournament play. I don't know if I can you know recommend either of those guys for a cash game lineup, but I think both look good for tournaments. Now the rest of the Blazers, probably not going to anyone else in the slate. Powell at 6'3". I mean, he's playing big minutes. Yes, he had a big game last game, but that was more of an outlier. Again, you can use him as part of a game stack. Larry Nance, Covington, I just think there's better value in the slate. Simons feels a little bit pricey too. So not much else. I'm super interested on the Portland side. But um, yeah, guys, I think that's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up for the video today. So if you happen to enjoy the content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Really do appreciate all you guys' support on the videos. Thanks again. Have a great night, and I'll see you guys all in the next video.